0: Less than a month away from college football, it's time to start Season 3 of Pat's Interference. I am Patrick Norwood, he is Patrick Brittman, and after a short hiatus, we could not be more excited for another story to unfold in college football. Lots of topics to get to in this episode, so let's get it going. This is Pat's Interference.
1: There, everyone! Football season is back officially. It's August first. You're listening to Pats Interference. It feels good just to say football is back. I'm Patrick Brickman, and
0: I'm Patrick Norwood. What's going on, everybody? Patrick, it's been too long. We took it's a it's been hiatus. way too
1: long. Yeah, we took a little summer hiatus. That is over. That is over. We are we are actually, and we'll tell you about this in a minute. But we are committing to a new format of this. But first, before we get into all of the uh, the nuts and bolts of the podcast. Since it has
0: been so long, bruh, how you doing? I'm bruh. I'm good, man. I've had I've had a great summer. Started off the summer with a. Uh, with, well, I consider my summer starting with the Masters because that was that's when all naturally all heck broke loose. But then you came down. You and your lovely wife came down for my birthday. Have we really not podcasted since then? No, we really haven't. We really yeah, we had- brought all our
1: stuff. We were gonna do it, and yeah. uh, and, and, <laughs> and then, we kind of we got a little we got we a little busy. We, we had a full we had a full weekend.
0: We, we had a really full weekend. I I had seriously top five birthdays of my life. I mean, in, in all seriousness, I had all my friends around me. I had everybody. Top five non birthdays of my life. I, I it was the
1: best. It was we went to was Disney so Universal and um and all around the great city of
0: Orlando and one of our sponsors, Hagen O'Reilly's.
1: Of course. Now that was a. Uh, that was that was a um, – but that was a, a strange weekend because that was – and that just to give you guys kind of a, a view of when the weekend – that was when Orlando had a really bad
0: yeah. week. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So that's about when we met and, you know, hearts go out obviously right. to everybody that right. experienced yeah. anything in Orlando that week. But strong, I don't want to start sure. off the podcast on that note, but no. that's about yeah. when we, when it we was, were together that was, it was for your birthday. That it was, was a really birthday.
0: weird weekend. But then after that, you know, just – uh. Just working a golf channel, man. Just loving the majors. Really exciting major season this year. Got the Olympics coming up next week. It's good. It's good. I'm tired, but it's good, man. It's good. How was your summer? How's your summer? It's, ben? It was
1: well. You know, local sports guy summer. I cover high school sports, and it's very very slow. They, you don't know, go to school, school up, up, in,
0: yeah. In the summer, you
1: have to so come up with yeah. All the high school awesome. kids are off for summer, but sure. football practice started today, which is kind of what spurred me. Hey, we got to get this podcast going. Speaking of that, um, with the new football season, year two, uh, we're going to move to kind of a new, really last year, was more of a uh, getting our feet wet, we, kind of we, getting a feel of the we podcast. Quite, we had talked about doing this, and then we, we scaled it back until we got our feet under us. Um, right. So what I'm talking about is we really originally had discussed doing two podcasts per week during football season, so one right after the Alabama game, and then one later on in the week. Uh, then we scaled it back because we were still trying to figure out the ropes, but I think we can handle that workload.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I think it'll be good too, because you know I, I know that we, we we obviously have a little bit of a biased listenership to Alabama, but you know I really think if we want to grow our audience. I think it's good to have expand these two past episodes. that. Out there, the world is believe it or not bigger than than
1: Al- the state of Alabama and right. Tuscaloosa. I right. mean, we we want to go worldwide. We want people in. Bangladesh listening to us. Hong Kong.
0: Us. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've got we've to start sending out our business cards so, to people in Hong to, Kong. To
1: recap, two, two podcasts per week during the season uh, right after the Alabama game, probably either directly after or Sunday or Monday. We're just going to focus on the Alabama game, the ramifications of Alabama in that season. Because in our some of our pad- podcasts are pushing lengthwise like today's will. The second podcast will be <laughs> later on the week, Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, maybe um, it'll right. just focus on around the nation and, and national sure. sports, but also just college football and sure. the polls. You know, later on in the year, we'll have already had the um, the uh, the college football four top four listed. And, Can't know, wait! So. That's always then so we, much And once the fun. season's over, we'll do we will do once a week because yes. it's there's really no more excuses. No more excuses.
0: Put no up more or excuses. shut up. Is what we're saying. Right? Exactly. Exactly. We've uh, but we're also gonna have special bonus episodes, Patrick. We got you know. Various events, starting quarterbacks named Heisman special, you know, uh, some big scandal or something happens. We get a big recruit, you know, reactions. Yeah, reactions. There. And this kind of stuff, you know. We we'll, always
1: and this that's something we always talked about doing last year. You know, when the whole Les Miles thing happened, we right. talked about doing a podcast that day just on that, and then we then something came up. We, we want to commit to just that. Won't be every week, obviously, but
0: you can find all of our podcasts on Podomatic.com. And also, uh, patsinterference.com, com. That's p a t s interference. It's play on words dot uh, com. Uh, you I'm going to buy- get in there and rework the, the. I put that
1: in the docket. Right. Newly reworked. I really, you know, I'd, I'd, I want to sit down and actually get in there, and make that thing look a lot nicer, and give people a reason to go. Because let's be serious. Right. We did not work on that at all last year. No.
0: It will. It was. It was a great outlet for our first season. But now it's it's it, it's season three. Yeah. we're in season three. You know, we want to call it
1: season three or year two.
0: I see. I don't know. I'm torn. I I like season three just because it makes us look like we we're, we're veterans now.
1: You know, I like year. Okay, I don't really care. It's, we're going to get into uh, season three is fine. Um, and so yeah, we're going to put and then we're going to get up. Uh, the, obviously the the archive of season one and two or year one, whatever you want right. to call it. Right. Um, we'll get that on there in case you really want to listen to us talk about uh. The Arkansas game of last year, because we know you all do. Sure, um, you can do that. Sure, sure. All right, let's let's get down to brass tacks. Let's do it. Football season uh, actually doesn't begin t- technically till Wednesday for Alabama. I say it started today because high schools in our grand state of Florida started, but with this probably going to be posted on Tuesday and camp starting Wednesday, we needed to do a pre-camp episode. Of course. we had to,
0: we of had course. to. Uh, you know, this time last year, Patrick, we were talking about the quarterback battle. Uh, Biggest know. question.
1: Every year, apparently.
0: Biggest question. Biggest question. But, you know, and we'll reflect on that a little bit later. But right now we got to, you know, acknowledge uh, the key players gone. Coker, Henry, Ragland, Robinson, Kelly Reed, my favorite Cyrus Jones. You're now Miami Dolphin, Kenyon Drake. All those guys gone. Got those some, are gone. Got some key players returning. One of my favorites, I think. I, I think my new Cyrus Jones now, Eddie Jackson, returns. Uh, we've got Ruben Foster returning, Allen returning, Jackson. Like I said, uh, Robert Foster coming back, hopefully healthy, better than ever, ready to play some football. Um, you know, Patrick, you look at our O line. What do you what do you break down about the O line? Uh, those guys coming back. What what can you expect from them? Obviously, we've had a lot of you know the line on both sides of the ball has had a lot of turmoil during the offseason What can you make first snap? In Arlington against USC, what do you make of that O line?
1: Man, the O line is trying to is it, it, trying to ruin themselves before the season even it, starts. They're it, trying it, not to play any football this year, right? No, but okay. So you got Cam Robinson; he got in trouble. He got uh, not vindicated, but it, the charges were dropped. And we t- we did actually do an episode on that, right? And then you had Alphonse Taylor get arrested for a DUI, and then the news came out the other day that there was no
0: very strong alcohol
1: in his system i'm not even getting i'm not even getting into that nonsense you know what because i actually don't even think that alphonse taylor is the best player at right guard but that's neither we we should have a good line this year the big loss is going to be um is is going to be kelly obviously ryan kelly the center who was uh, all american at his position and the first center taken in this year's draft so um he was the barrett jones kind of signal caller Mm -hmm. he's He's gone, so Cam Robinson will have to step up and see. You know, after, you know, what happened this summer, if he can take over a vocal leader and get some some respect, I I don't know that we're going to have an all-world offensive line. I don't know that we're going to have the best in the SEC. I think that that um, is going to go to LSU this year. Sure, but the, we shouldn't have any problems. A lot of people actually remember our line as being amazing last year. We had a good run-blocking line, but past past. Protection. Remember how often Coker was running around in the national championship game and against right. Auburn late in the season? Um, I think we'll see about – honestly, I think we'll see similar to what we had last year. We got a lot of guys coming back, which is good. It's I'm not ex- a completely new line, but the captain's gone.
0: Right. I'm excited to see Hassenauer try and step up and fill those shoes. Obviously, you know, Ryan Kelly leaving is going to hurt. You remember that Texas A&M game last year? He was hurt for, what, three plays, and we gained – You know, our net gain was maybe – Half a yard the entire time he was out. Um, Ross Pierce yeah. Barker uh, is going to be, you know, somebody who is a beast last year. You you remember had some great blocks and garbage time. Um, really, really sort of sealing that gap. Uh, Cam Robinson, obviously with the offseason issues, it'll be interesting to see him come back. Patrick, I don't think they're world beaters. I don't think it's a 2009 line or a 2012 line by any means. Yeah, twelve was huge. I definitely would compare it to a 2010. Sort of line, maybe a 2013 sort of O line. Um, You know, and that's an exciting thing, especially when you've got the backs that Alabama has uh, in the backfield.
1: You've, and so the, um, I think if we're going to talk a position battle there, I think the big one is going to come at, uh, like I said, right guard. You've got um, Ross Piercebacher, who will probably start like he did uh, a lot of last year. Alphonse Taylor, he's the senior. He would just get in trouble, we'll see if he's gonna end up playing. But even then, he was the weak link on the line last year if you ask me. And sure. so three guys three guys maybe behind him, Dallas Warmack, remember Chance Warmack's brother, right. Bradley Bozeman, and um and uh, what's his name? Lester Cotton, I wanna say his name is? Yes. All could right. all could I, I think Lester Cotton's really good. But. I think
0: I think those three guys need another year to sort of get developed. Um I, I'm very, very interested in seeing what Dallas Wormack can do. And if I could if I could name a guy out of those three that you just named, um, I, I would say that Wormack is probably the closest That's, to ready. Uh, that,
1: and, and the coaches have said a lot about him and Cotton, I want to say. I haven't right. heard as much, but who knows? They're, Lester
0: Cotton. Offensive is a lineman, I can't say I've done a ton individual. of research on him. Right, but I just don't know if he's learned the offense enough yet to really be uh, utilized to his full potential, we should say. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited for this O line. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge struggle this year. I think you know there's no need to panic everyone. If in the USC game, USC's got a great defensive line. They've got a great front seven that can get in the backfield. I, I mean, let's face it. That's they're the conference that compares closest to the SEC is the Pac-12. Um,
1: yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that as as
0: far as talent is concerned. And I, I you know, I I don't think it's unnecessary to think that they'll be in Alabama's backfield for most of the night. Now that sort of comes down to play calling. And do I think we can execute the plays necessary to win that game? If that is the circumstance? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but I don't think there's a reason to panic. If whoever our running back Scarborough or Harris or whoever our quarterback is, is brought down behind the line of scrimmage. I don't think that's a reason to panic and freak out and say that the line's not ready, that they're underprepared, that they're not as talented. Um, I think that's something that we've got to prepare ourselves for that first week in Dallas. Patrick, let's move on. Uh, yeah, I like how we
1: started with the offense. Most people go, well, clearly they got to talk about the quarterback sh- first, but we don't do what you want us
0: to we, do all the we time. We don't. And actually, in all honesty, you know, Patrick, I actually think the quarterback battle was a little bit of a bigger headline last year than it is this year. Um, and I, I don't mean that as a, oh, well, it's not really competitive this year. But, I mean, look at last year. It was very competitive. Let's face it, none of the quarterbacks were that great. Jake Coker was a great leader sort of later on in the season, but nobody really took the reins until after the Ole Miss game when it was too late. Um, So I'm not as worried about it. I don't think it's that big of a headline, simply because we've proven we can do it time and time again. Uh, But, Patrick, all that being said, right now who is your front runner to take the snap, become the starter, lead the team?
1: Well, and here's – there's – This year, it's a little different because there's no presumed starter. Um, The last two years, actually, Jake Coker was the presumed starter. Didn't work out for him year one. Year two, he did end up being that guy. Uh, The way I feel about it, and obviously we're going to recap pretty much every time we're going to join you leading up to the season, we're going to have to talk quarterbacks. But right now, I feel obviously Nick Saban has actually said that that, um, Cooper Bateman probably has... Ahead right now because he's um has the the experience, but I, I genuinely feel like especially Lane Kiffin they want the they want it to be won by Blake Barnett. I don't know that they want Blake Barnett. I think is what they want at a quarterback position. Sure. Well, you know. Okay. So let's tell you. You got in case you have no idea about the Alabama quarterback competition. Four guys. You've got Cooper Bateman. He's the oldest. He's the redshirt junior. Redshirt junior. I want to say. Um, been on the team, for obviously, for several years. He played a little bit last year, but not a ton, and did not play amazing. He played serviceably when he was in. He started that Ole Miss game we lost.
0: Yes. His, got, his one start last year was, a, was the loss.
1: You've got David Cornwell, who's a year behind. He's a redshirt sophomore. Um, not... Oh, Cooper Bateman has a little bit of a running game to him. Um,
0: he's very quick. David
1: Cornwell does not. He's, he's more of a pocket passer. You've got a redshirt freshman and Blake Barnett, who was the highest-rated one, five-star, highest quarterback Alabama's gotten since Brody Croyle. That's how far back you have to go to find us getting a five-star quarterback like that. He's got some wheels. He has the most armed talent. He is the presumed future at quarterback, but he's young, and he had a lot of turnovers in the spring. And then finally, the true freshman, Jalen Hurts, who came in at the spring game. He's 6'2", he's fast, he's exciting, he's got, you know, he's got this, this, um, game to him that feels uh energized energized yeah he really came out right. and wowed a lot. he probably played better than anybody in the spring game but he's a true freshman and he has obviously been there the least amount of time so um that's really the race I feel like the coaches want Barnett to win love they would love to have him start for three or four straight years so that we don't do this again next year but you know Nick Saban every offseason says I'm gonna go with the guy that wins the locker room where he always just takes the bull by the horns
0: yeah I uh, and if you're going by the last time we saw four of these guys take snaps it was Jalen Hurts I'm sorry but you can't look at that 8a game and tell me that anybody had a better game than Jalen Hurts
1: no I actually think the two youngest guys had the best game but I they were agree. also playing the second team defense and we can't sure just ignore that because sure. they're they didn't have Tim Williams running after him, and they actually got sacked more often.
0: My cons- so, my, I'm not worried. I don't think David Cornwell is a, a serious contender for this job. Um, not
1: unless he comes in with, with just and just wins the team. Like I said, if he comes in and the team responds well. To, but I think Blake Barnett, and I follow all of them on Instagram, which is kind of a weird thing to base it off of. But you can kind of tell on these things which quarterbacks have that uh, it factor. You know, the guys the, – the, the kind of swagger on the field That makes an offense want to play for him Right. He seems to kind of have that attitude But he, he also has to back it up with his play
0: He, he seems like a winner for sure uh, My concern with Cooper Bateman Is he's very twinkle-toed in the backfield um, He never really sets his feet I, I don't ever see him Sort of taking a hit to make a throw I, I think if he feels that pressure He's going to try and take off He doesn't watch his blind side And he's not very conscious when they blitz the A-gap um, I'm afraid
1: of his arm strength I just haven't seen it I, I I've seen him seen complete it. passes between Everybody, 1 and 15 yards a bunch of times, but I have not seen him hit a dude and stride 35 yards down the field. Remember, once. remember,
0: that was our big concern and our big critique of Jake Coker last year. Uh, I think it was more Blake
1: Sims. Coker just, I thought he had huge arm strength with a knucklehead on the field. That, that right. was my impression of him well, last year. But he had no accuracy. No, yeah, yeah. You no know I'm me. just thinking, I think that Bateman can't get it there. He just doesn't have right. the zip to it. I think he's smart. I think he knows the offense and knows how to not make a mistake. But we have too good of receivers to have a quarterback with
0: very little arm strength. I, I don't. Yes. and I, think I. don't
1: want Greg McElroy anymore.
0: I, I'm worried. Uh, you know i i like I like Blake Barnett. I like him a lot. I want him to win the starting job because I think that he's got the it factor. Like you said, I, I think he's somebody that you know can work. Hard and really win the team in the locker room, like you said. I'm gonna throw a name out there that has this more than anybody. That just makes you roll your eyes. Jameis Winston
1: had this. Stop. He did. Stop comparing his teammate.
0: Don't compare
1: Jameis Winston to Blake Barnett. Don't do this. Not on the field and not even personality wise. Just
0: how how?
1: even Cam Newton's one. Just dudes love playing for
0: the guy. Peyton Manning's one. I, I, I don't know. I don't see it. My concern with Barnett is his his age, his youth. He's so young. He's so young. Um, during same age as
1: McCarron when McCarron won a national championship.
0: McCarron wasn't six five, 200 pounds. Skit's two hundred flat.
1: No, he's up to he's up to two twenty.
0: I don't believe that for a second they, they, you, absolutely. They've been reporting
1: the it They reported it all of July That I, was the big headline is that he's up to 220 now
0: I, I'll put him at I'll, uh, I might put him at 205 I you just know. don't see that and say 220
1: Well we have to actually haven't seen him on the field yet I, He's I been mean, working with John uh, Whitman All summer he too just,
0: He looks small that's my concern that's why I'm saying And if you're going to be that small you got to be quick I don't see that speed The other guy who's that small is Jalen Hurts Who is that quick now, my concern with Jalen Hurts is he gets out of the pocket way too much. Way too much. I mean, the kid, if he sees a blitz, he's scrambling. He, does, he doesn't even read his options down the field. Um, but if it's if it's my call and I'm looking at the four guys, I'm taking either Blake Barnett or Jalen Hurts, and it's those two guys battling for the job. Um, sorry, I got
1: my numbers wrong. They said he went from 190 to 210.
0: He gained 20 pounds, uh, not yeah, 220, sorry. Sure, sure. I'm still putting him at 200. I, I just he's small dude. Dude's small um, I you know And I mean skinny obviously he's 6'5 he's a tall Dude but um, I, I'm just I, I worry About his weight I worry that He's going to get you know hit Try and scramble outside the pocket get five or six Yards and instead of taking the slide Tries to drop a shoulder and gets Crushed that's my concern with Blake Barnett it's going to be a Battle to the end Patrick I think As soon as, you know, I I don't think it's going to be a thing where we walk into Arlington and have a starter set.
1: No, and I hate that. I do too. Saban
0: always says he wants a guy,
1: but I don't don't know. How often is The three quarterback controversies, or not controversies, but um, competitions he's had since he's been at Alabama, really the main three, have all gone into the first two games of the season. Even A.J. McCarron and Phillip Sims did. Which is asinine to think about now. But you're right. That did happen.
0: Um, Sims
1: should have never bolted He could have gotten good coaching and made a good quarterback He was not terrible like I I, he ended, I mean he left and was awful think, at Virginia But was, he had Mike London to- coaching him
0: I think the biggest storyline like that Was the year that it is between Greg McElroy And Star Jackson Do you remember that? Pff, Star Jackson was going to save this uh. Star Jackson transferred to Georgia State And I think won a total of three games this time there Yeah but he also We played Georgia
1: State and he we played Wasn't him. even the starting quarterback He didn't even play he played at some point, didn't he? He might have, but he wasn't I remember him coming in at
0: some point. It may have been in garbage time, but... Um, and regardless, you know, it, like you said, I, we go through this every year. And everybody talks about how it's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. You and I did it last year. This is such a big deal. We're probably going to do it this year. This is such a big deal. How do we not have a quarterback? It's worked pretty damn well so far. Um, so I don't think there's a reason to hit the panic button there. Can we get into the fun conversation now the the two guys that are nfl ready at this point both Absolutely. scarborough damian harris it's go oh, time a, for these
1: guys you're gonna put you're gonna put both of them at nfl ready wow um yeah I, we have to replace hold on, hold on hold on
0: pause pause you don't think it obviously with the proper training and everything you don't think if they left college right now they're not ready
1: they'd be they'd be fine i need to see more of harris i know i know scarborough has the size and Oh, I need to, But I need to see more of them. Can they read a the defense? Can they pick up a blitz yet? I don't know any of that about them yet. I believe in them. So, oh, I think they're going to be great, both of them. It's d- going to be awesome. How about to three? finally have two guys again we can hand it off to.
0: You and I both believe in both of these guys. I yes. know that for a fact. I know yes. we can argue either side of this, so that's what we're going to do. You take your pick, Bo Scarborough, Damian Harris, or as you've called them in the docket, Harborough or Scaris, which I don't understand. I don't know how you came up with that. But to each it wasn't their tough. own. Take one; <laughs> I'll take the other. Who wins the starting job? Go. I, I well, I think that
1: we showed our hand in the A day game. I think the coaches are going to trust Scarborough to take the first snap. Um, I he's just a year old. He's a year. He's bigger. He's a year ahead of Harris, and um, you know they're both five star recruits in their own right. Harris was the number one running back, and Scarborough was the number one athlete coming out that year. So right. they're both. I mean, they're both top ten guys out of their recruiting class, basically. Um, but really the question is, I mean, Henry, and we talked about this earlier today. I don't want to go into what we were talking about. But That's a great we,
0: topic that we need to talk about we'll do it this episode.
1: Yeah, we'll do it at some point. But with this nearly 2,300 rushing yards, that was a third of our offense, if not more. Nearly half of our offense last year was him running the football. We have to replace that this year. And so these two guys, who we've seen very little of, and, not, and no meaningful time. I mean, they played zero meaningful time last year, even when Kenyon Drake was hurt. Which is the part of me that goes, alright, something about them last year. They, he Saban would not... I mean, he didn't run the ball against Auburn. They didn't run the ball against Mississippi State. They didn't do any of that. So, right. now are going to be thrown out there. We have never had this since Saban took over. Two running backs that are just kind of really just now appearing on the scene. Of course, we both said we believe in them, but that's the storyline there.
0: Right. I'm trying to think... So are we going with Harbro or
1: Scaris? Harbro.
0: I'm, I'm trying to think of a way... I like Scaris better. Does Harbro it... sound like too much like Harbaugh? No, be, Well. Now that you bring it up, yes, but Scaris, is, it's scary. You yeah, get, we'll, you have to,
1: we'll have to switch it around. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. But we'll, I, see, we'll, we'll see more from the running backs. Uh, they Harris really surprised us in the A-Day game. Right. But he also was was, running against the, the backups. I remember,
0: you were telling me, the kid's real. And I said, no, you're wrong. And then I watched the A-Day game, and I said, no, you're right. He picked up blitzes like nobody's business. He's strong. He's strong. Uh, he's got great ball security. That's my big worry with Bo Scarborough. He carries that ball so far away from his body that I worry sometimes. You know, I, I always get the sort of flashbacks to 2010, Mark Ingram fumbling it, what was it, 30-something yards down the field and out of bounds. Um, <laughs> yes, out the back that was against Auburn. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the end of that game. Still to this day, I put that game, like, in a worse feeling than Kick-6. I really do. That game, to me, is worse than Kick-6. Maybe, but I was a senior for Kick-6. You were. You were also... Weren't you a freshman for... Yeah, you would yeah, have been a freshman I had a, had for a, I had a lot of football ahead of me on campus. That was, that was a rough game. But anyway, so that's my big worry about Bo Scarborough. We've got to wait till the season starts to really get into that. If I'm giving the job to someone today, it's probably it's probably both Scarborough, just because, like you said, he's got the size, he's got the drive, but I will not be upset at all if it is Damian Harris. It's just that this, this isn't being written like it's
1: a competition, and it could be. I mean, coaches are obviously going to want it to be, but like, no, they, one started the A-Day game, and one played against the backups. It looks like the coaches have, and if you paid attention to the scrimmages in the fall, one was getting most of the carries compared to the other. That was Scarborough, so I mean, we'll Unless Harris comes in and just... They cannot avoid putting him in snap one. I think the coaches know who they want. But it is going to be a, a more of a 60-40 timeshare than the 95-5 it was with Henry and everyone else last year. Right. Um. Alright, so we'll move to uh, the defense, which is obviously going to be the strength of this team, and everybody knows it. This is going to be a defensive-minded team like it was last year. But... We mentioned we mentioned some of the guys we're losing. Raglan being the main cog of that defense, but you're also losing Cyrus Jones, the the vocal leader in the secondary, and you you lost <laughs> Jaron Reed. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, how, how, if how much of a step will the def- if any will the defense lose this year?
0: I'm not sure they lose much because I think what they lose in the two names that you just named, they pick up uh, not not. Trade for trade, so trade this one guy for this one guy. They pick up the experience with Tim Williams and Rashad Evans. Yeah. And then you tack on, oh, yeah, there's Reuben Foster back there now, too. Uh, I'm not worried about Cyrus Jones leaving at all. Our corners I'm are awesome. Either. I'm not I'm not worried about that. He was, fa- I, I, he I was fantastic, him. too. But I love – you know my love for Cyrus Jones. I loved Cyrus Jones. Uh, Our corners
1: are more than ready to take over.
0: They're, they're very, very ready. So I'm not worried about them. I think Eddie Jackson's a great leader. I think he really came out of his shell last year you saw that in the georgia game you saw that in the texas a&m game i'm not worried about the safeties at all i am worried about the d-line a little bit a little bit but i think well, where we lack in the d-line we make up for with linebackers uh, i think tim williams is going to be a force to be reckoned with this year um I, I there's not and rashad evans too um you look at the tennessee game last year he was the savior you know, and a lot of people forget that they forget how close Tennessee was to ruining our season last year um, because they focused him, him and Ryan Anderson getting that sack. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. An- that's another name that I completely forgot to mention. I mean, it's. Yeah, I so like I said, I think what we lose in D line, we make up for linebackers.
1: Well, the, the biggest thing. I mean, seriously, the biggest other than Henry saying he was coming back, the biggest thing that could have happened was Jared Allen coming back, and he said it real quickly after the game, "I'm coming back." He didn't let us make us sweat very long at all. Then Eddie Jackson said he was coming back, which is huge, huge in these safeties the safeties because the the safeties behind him are young. Um, it's Jared Allen coming back, I think, fixes the defensive line because Deron Payne he is ready to take over. He is a right. he's a he's a child down um, ready to come out. And then um, there's some guys that we've barely seen that are coming. Oh, Deshaun Hand, he'll take that. Deshaun Hand was, I mean, he was a top three recruit as well that has been riding the pine because that's how well we've recruited any, any, any other school other than Alabama and LSU and like FSU and Ohio State. Deshaun Hand is already a household name, if you ask me. Right. He's just been riding the pine waiting for this season. I know that we have to. For us to not lose a step, that means we will be the number – we were the number one defense last year. If we don't lose a step, that means we're number one again. It's too – there's too many variables for me to say, oh, we'll definitely be number one again. I still think we're top ten, which is good enough.
0: Uh, really, yeah. definitely good enough. I'm, I'm, to, not, to win, I'm not worried about defense at all. Getting the playoffs. I, I really am not. I'm, I'm a little worried, like I said, with the D-line, but I think that's just going to be snaps. It's just going to be the more snaps we get, the better with those guys. Um, we just recruited that group, D line, better
1: than any ever. Like, yes. I mean, the guys that we're getting on that line every year are just – you can't – Yes. It, it's like it's uh, – people are jealous.
0: Uh, and I'm excited for Tim Williams because I think it, he's a nice little throwback to your boy, Courtney Upshaw. Oh, yeah. I, I think those are uh, He's He's a little
1: bit better of a pure pass rusher too.
0: Right, right. And I, but I believe those two are very, very comparable. Kuiper had
1: him a top five draft pick. Now I, you know how I feel about Kuiper, but yeah, it's still good to see.
0: Let's don't bring up any more migraines tonight, please. Uh, speaking of which, Patrick, you and I did something last year that, if if I can say so myself, we did pretty damn well with. Uh, I did
1: very well on it.
0: You and I, you predicted Clemson making it to the national championship game. I I predicted did. Alabama making it to the national championship game. And then before the playoffs started, I predicted Alabama, and you did as well, winning the national championship.
1: Yeah, I have to, but I do have to do a sidebar. You're giving me a little too much credit. I picked Alabama to win it all, so I was right. we were both right with them being in there. I picked Clemson to be in it, which I think was close enough. I mean, nobody else in the world was not saying a Clemson. Not a whole hell of a guy. lot of
0: people thought Clemson was going to go that far. I remember audibly laughing at you. I can probably pull the tape right now and play it where I laughed at you <laughs> picking Clemson. Because the reasoning I gave was that the ACC, it's not a cakewalk, but the best
1: team Doesn't get up. I mean, like FSU sneaking in the year before. I thought it was going to be like that. FSU winning all the games in a a, a relatively weaker, not totally weak, but weaker conference, and then sneaking in, and they got killed by Oregon. I thought that was coming with Clemson. Five
0: hundred and six that Notre Dame should join the ACC because they completely (laughs) fit there. I'm serious. Notre Dame has the easiest path to the playoffs every year, and every year they manage to screw it up by doing some stupid crap. And well, last year the they Trump had to play Clemson, so
1: that wasn't... They were they were close, but they did lose to Clemson. They lost to Stanford? Stanford. So they won the games they should have won. Notre Dame's a team to watch, but I'm not putting them in my playoff, which we're going to talk I, about. I
0: put, I put them in there last year, because I, like I said, and I would feel fine doing it again this year, because guess what? They don't have a tough path. Yeah, they play good teams, but I, I just... You're not in the conference. I don't understand it. Anyway, I'm, enough with Notre Dame. Patrick. So get
1: go get into your final four. Okay, though. i what you first. Have.
0: Uh, Bama Clemson, I'm already putting in. I'm sorry. I, I like repeats. That's just who I am. I like Bama. We've gone over them. We're going to go over them all season. I like Clemson. They get Deshaun Watson back. Dabo's now got a system in place. They get a whole new rebrand with uniforms and all that jazz. And I know that seems trivial, uh, especially to a program like Alabama, where it is trivial. But to a program like Clemson, that's a huge thing. That sort of rebranding aspect is something that they're sort of, you know, they got knocked on their butts last year after the national championship game. They got punched in the, you know, Mike Tyson is one of my favorite. I started reading his book this past summer. And one of my favorite Mike Tyson quotes that everybody knows is everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Clemson got punched in the mouth last year. And they're ready to respond and they're ready to show people, hey, that wasn't a fluke. That wasn't a one-year deal. We're not going to Clemson this anymore. So I expect Clemson to be there. I expect Alabama to be there. My other two teams, I expect Stanford to be there because other than Hogan at quarterback, Stanford is returning pretty much their entire team. They're a very determined team. I think it's going to be kind of a down year for the Pac-12, all dependent on how USC plays uh, and how I, I don't see Oregon being that talented this year. They've got a really, really tough stretch playing Arizona State at home, traveling to Stanford, and then getting their rivalry game, Oregon State. Uh, no, I think
1: I think Stanford. If you're going to put the Pac-12 in, Stanford's the right team. Oregon's the team that that I got where I slipped up. I put them in last year. Not making that mistake this year.
0: Right, right. I just I, I think Oregon's got a lot of questions at quarterback. I think that Oregon's not gone by any means. I think that they've just got to sort of figure out their quarterbacking uh, for the next couple of years, and then they'll be fine. They need a guy to run the system two years in a row, um, and I, I think they'll get that. Uh, next year, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with. But I don't see that this year. I think Stanford's the team out of the Pac-12. So I'm going to Bama, Clemson, Stanford. This is in no particular order, by the way. And then out out of the Big Ten, I hate to do it because I'm I'm really really sick of this program. Not just hardball, just everything this program stands for. I'm tired of it. They're they are my Baylor this year. You remember <laughs> my war path against Baylor last year? Uh, yeah. I'm going to chill out on that a little bit because of everything that's going on with Baylor. I need a new team to sort of channel that frustration against them. It's Michigan this year. I'm tired of Michigan. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They feel like they've been disrespected. Yeah, well, you lost probably one of the most embarrassing rivalry games in the past decade. Uh, probably second most embarrassing to Alabama. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, so I, yeah, I'm putting Michigan in the final four. They've got a great schedule, a pretty easy schedule. Most of their tough games they get at home. Uh and I, I just, you know, I don't see anybody really slipping up and beating Michigan unless it's Michigan State or Ohio State. And I'm not that high on Ohio State this year. Uh, I know that JT Barrett's coming back. He didn't show me a lot last year. Maybe he's developed over the summer. Maybe he's going to get better during fall camp. But I just didn't see a lot from him last year that really makes me believe that he is ready to take a team to the final four. Patrick, I know you've got them in your final four. so I'll Yeah, we actually don't tell me your other have things. a
1: single similar team this year we which don't. is going to we make for practice. great discussion. Right. Um I'm not I'll tell you I'm just I'm not ready to put Michigan there yet. I'm not I'm not sold on the one season and now we're back in the playoff turnaround at Michigan. Europe. Not even Nick Saban, Nick Saban needed 3 years to do that. Um, I'm just I'm not buying them because of what happened last year against OSU. I don't care about Michigan State. I think Michigan State had their day and their song and they blew it against Alabama pretty royally. Um, But when they were talking up that game, and every... you know, OSU had just lost to Michigan State on a last second field goal, and everybody was building up this game, like, this is Michigan's year to pass Ohio State, and they got blown out. I remember the score, but I'm googling it right now as I talk while I ramble. Um, It was... It just... It told me that there's still a Little bit 42 13. I can't get over 42 13 yet. Right. I'm not ready to. That's there's still an ocean between the two that I think is now turned into a lake with how many people have left Ohio State and how many people Michigan has coming back. But I'm not ready to do so. I'll just go over my final I, four. I Who well,
0: you? here's your yeah, go ahead.
1: Mine is a nightmare scenario for you. Um,
0: no, you, my no. final four, not I not know all. you look at and you want to throw up. Not at all. There's there is one team on here that I, I want to throw up at, and that makes you want to punch me. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, so I look at yours. I agree with all three teams. I almost put Stanford in mine. I don't agree with Michigan, but you know I sure. could be surprised. You didn't agree with Clemson last year, right? LSU, I have put in. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till the end to tell you why I'm putting LSU and over because I'm gonna need some, some more explanation. I, I've, I've got FSU. You, I've
0: told you a million times. I I completely understand that pick. I've got FSU
1: in there from the ACC. I'm going to pretty much always put an ACC team in because I think it's too easy to come out of that – not too easy, but easier to come out of that conference undefeated. Um, And here's the thing about Florida State this year. They have recruited – there are three teams that have recruited as well as – or two other teams that have recruited as well as Alabama in the last five years. That is FSU and Ohio State. Um, Last year was their rebuilding year where they won ten games. This this season is very similar to 2013. I am I am splitting hairs between FSU and Clemson here. I mean I will not be a surprise at all if I'm completely wrong. Part of it is wishful thinking because the Seminoles are uh, the number one team I have to cover here. So there it'd be just awesome to see them go. But their defense is should be better than Clemson. They're they're stronger defensively than Clemson this year with what they have coming back. All the play they they lost almost nothing off that defense. From last year. They only had three players drafted and one of them was a kicker from 2015. So that's that should tell you how much they have coming back. Um, and then the quarterback. They have... I'm not saying he's going to come in and win the Heisman because we're going to talk about our Heisman pick. But they have... A, his name is DeAndre Francois. I always follow recruiting. Two years ago he was the number three overall quarterback. That is all they needed last year. If they had had a quarterback that good, they might have beaten Clemson. They, they were lacking that. They had they had a John Parker Wilson. They had a facilitator at quarterback. Does, the team wasn't fas- the if, team wasn't talented enough to Let me win let me ask you that.
0: something. Yeah. If Jake Coker stays at Florida State and plays Clemson last year, do they win?
1: No. I mean, FSU wasn't I'm not going to argue that. F Coker was the I think the bare minimum Alabama could have accepted the quarterback last year and gotten away with it. You know what I mean? Right. And the fact that Alabama is stronger than FSU, I don't think they beat Clemson. I mean, we only beat Clemson by five points. I don't think that bridges. Is... DeAndre Francois is a player. He did really well in their spring game. He's a good player. He's got some wheels, but he's more... You know, he's just a very talented arm. I've watched him in person at practices and such. I just I think he'll be pretty good. But I won't be surprised. If it's not FSU, it's obviously Clemson there out of the ACC. I put Ohio State in because they're becoming... As much like Alabama as any team in the nation, I think they will always be in. People are writing them off because of how much they've lost. I've seen them do. I've seen sports writers do that to Alabama. Oh, they've lost Julio Jones. They've lost Mark Ingram. They lost AJ McCarey. You know,
0: Marcel Darius.
1: Year. Darius. They lost all those guys, sure. and then we come back. We win the national championship. Sure. They reload the same way we do, and I'm picking them over Michigan just because. And I actually really you hate Michigan. I actually really that's if I love Michigan. I've always liked them.
0: I, I just o. can't stand Harbaugh. Can't I stand can't him either.
1: But I can stand Harbaugh. I can swallow Harbaugh a lot easier than Urban Meyer. Don't get me yeah, right. Don't get me started on Meyer. Um, and then I've got Oklahoma and who I think is the weakest link out of here. But I think their schedule is actually the easiest coming yeah. out of that conference. Yeah, and
0: that's that's a great point. I agree. Far with... and
1: away the most talented team in the conference. Texas will not beat them this year like no. last year.
0: You agree with three of my four. I agree with three of your four. The team I don't agree with, and you're, like I said, you're going to hate me for this, is Florida State. I, I'm sorry. They've got to play Clemson. Um, and last year, their last game of the season, Patrick, they gave up 450 yards. Awful. Awful. Houston, and had five turnovers. They slept into that game. They did. But that happens.
1: I've seen my teams. I've seen Alabama sleepwalk into ball hey, games. Hey,
0: Alabama did it against Utah in 2008, came back, won the championship the next
1: I don't read ball games that heavily because teams do tend to I mean let's be serious. Teams tend to just kind of sure. sleepwalk in those games and look forward to the sure. to the draft. I understand I, a that, lot of that but happened.
0: What I saw from that game, A Dalvin Cook that had 18 carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. I know he's probably not 100%. Should um, not have been in that game. No. That and that was the other thing. Um Dalvin Cook is a
1: top 5 player in the nation, especially offensively. But I mean he's right there with McCaffrey and Fournette. We're sp- Seriously, those three guys, you could take any of them and I would not be mad at you if you said one of those three guys is winning the Heisman, but you know, I FSU is the one I feel least uh, LSU too. I'll get into them in a second. FSU might be the one I feel least sure about, but you got to pick four teams out of 126 here. It's, sure, you know, and it, all they it really can... they play Clemson at home. They get Clemson in right. Tallahassee. I'll be there, so it's just you know. I like I said, a little bit of wishful thinking I, as well. I, I LSU
0: returns
1: less mild. way more than enough players. Start I think it's with 9 that. on defense, 8 on offense. Start off right? with
0: the fact that they're bringing back their coach.
1: They're bringing back Les Miles. Like that's,
0: that's a huge momentum boost, and I'm being dead serious right now. It's this a team that's year, really mad about being
1: disrespected last year.
0: It's like the couple that almost breaks up and then realizes how much they love each other and gets married. That's <laughs> what that was. And now I think that's going to carry over so much momentum into this season. Um... For them, so sorry. Before you get into the numbers on offense and defense, uh, you got to bring up the coach. The coach is coming back, you know. Um, so yeah,
1: the coach, Les Miles, coming back huge. He'll be highly motivated this year. I mean, it'll be like oh, it'll be like when the Spurs lost to the Heat and came back the next year we're on a mission. Anyway, um, I don't think Les Miles is going to actually out coach Nick Saban, but I do think that okay, LSU returns. <laughs> um, 17 total guys starters. I think it's 9 on defense, 8 on offense. Uh, I'm not reading this. I've, I've looked it up before, and I'm pretty sure I've just kind of gone over this enough. Really, the th- on defense, they should be strong. They should be maybe not as strong as Alabama, but they got Jamal Adams who might be the best safety in the nation. They've got, I think his name is Devin Godcho. Uh, it's a Louisiana-ish name. Um, awesome defensive lineman. They'll be good enough there. They're They're set on defense. Now, what tips the scale for me are two things against Alabama. One, they get us in Baton Rouge. We won't beat them every year. It's just not... It, it, it is too crimson-colored crimson glasses for me to put on the glasses every year and say, we will just beat them every year because we're Alabama and they're LSU. Listen, you know me as well as anyone. I want to beat the crap out of LSU. I know you do. But if I'm taking a season, if I'm taking a season for the next four years for them to get one on us, it's this year because... Brandon Harris, at coming back at quarterback, is, like I said, good enough. He's not a bad quarterback. People have lumped him in with Jordan Jefferson, and it's kind of become the stereotype at LSU. He's, if you're a black
0: quarterback, you're Jordan Jefferson. It's, it's He's fine. It's tough for me to put LSU in, Patrick, because he's such a question mark to me. He was so inconsistent last year. Some he is games, much less of a question mark than what we have. Some games he came out and looked like Brett Favre. Some games he came out and looked like Jeremy Johnson. <laughs> Sorry, I
1: had to. Uh, well, he came out like that. He he did not throw an interception until our game. He was awesome the first, what, 10 weeks of the season. Uh, where, where it fell off is when we ripped their heart out, honestly. They were number two. We'd already lost a game. They had their Heisman winner. They, LSU was on top of the world, and we humbled them. And then it just went downhill from there. They, there's no. They were not as bad as they looked against those teams. That was just kind of a whirlwind, and it happens in sports. Teams just kind of spiral, and unfortunately in a 13-game season, a three-game spiral looks way worse than it does during a three-game spiral for baseball. It just happens. Um, And then, obviously, for net, they've got the most talented offensive player in the nation coming back, him and Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's like, if there's a year I have to pick them, because I want to do this podcast every year, I have to take them this year. I just... And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but they—they, they, I think that they can come back and be the best team in the nation next year. Or they could come back and lose five games. I have no clue.
0: They're LSU, man. They're they are weird. It's that New Orleans voodoo. There's no telling. Year to year, there's no telling. All right, let's 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 move on a little bit, Patrick. Let's go on to our Heisman picks. Um, you've mentioned LSU. Obviously, Fournette is one of your guys. Who's your other one?
1: Yeah, Fournette, I said I'd pick it right here on the podcast. The other one I'm putting in there, and I've been saying this all offseason, is JT Barrett. But I'm going for net. Um, he'll just be so much of a focal point. And he's going to be so motivated after his falling off last year. I mean, he was... I'd never seen a player crown Heisman as quickly as he was. I had never seen a player as indisputably picked as a Heisman winner no. by week 8 Marcus, as I did
0: with... Marcus Mariota did it. I mean, he went wire to wire.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he led every week, but there were, there were guys that popped up here and there with Mariota. You're, that, you're saying there's no guy that picked
0: up the hype, and everybody
1: just assumed he was the winner. Everybody was riding him in with sure. Heisman. After his performance against Auburn in Week 4, yeah. it was like it was over because he came out in the first five games and rushed for 200 yards a game. Right. It wasn't until he got held. And then all of a sudden, the wheels turned when we held him to 33 yards. Derrick Henry runs for two-something against LSU, and then he maybe. just kind of became the guy. Sure,
0: I, I and you know I, I think Fournette's a great choice. I I, I
1: I don't think 19 carries, 33 yards happens next year. If that didn't happen last year, Fournette's w- lifting the trophy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I like Fournette. I'm not picking him as my Heisman favorite because I think that the Heisman voters have had enough years away from a quarterback not winning the Heisman, which is a total of one year. Uh, yeah. That's my hesitation there. I think if you look at the quarterbacks really lobbying for the Heisman Trophy this year, you've got Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, JT Barrett at Ohio State, and Deshaun Watson at Clemson, and that's my guy. That's my guy. You've got to look at Deshaun Watson. Patrick, he lost the national championship game last year and played out of his mind. I was at your house. I was sitting on your couch next to you. He threw a pass to the back corner of the end zone, and I looked at you and I said, oh my God, he's got to go to the NFL. I, I mean, this kid's just—he's—he's he's everything. He's Too bad he was everything. a true sophomore, right? And you informed me of that, and I said, "Oh dear God, no!" And from that moment on, he was my Heisman winner for this year. I would love that.
1: I'd like to see that. He's a honestly. good dude. He's—I like good him a lot. I—I I think they're. You know how I follow recruiting? I followed his whole recruitment. I he'd choose. Actually, I was hoping he'd choose Clemson, so he'd stay out of the SEC. Because I don't remember him really being
0: high on Alabama. Now let me bring up something put a little bug in your ear neither of us have picked up on christian mccaffrey why is that uh he i am i am
1: a christian mccaffrey detractor i just am he was awesome last year he's fantastic he's a top 10 offensive player in the country he's not coming out of nowhere this year no he he's he's it is going to be so hard for him to replicate what he did. Like, and just like this year, I think if we had Henry this year, I don't think there's any way Henry rushes for 22 19 the, on the ground. Right. I just, I don't think he does it. It's so hard to replicate a historic season like that, especially now when he's got an error on his back. People will game plan
0: more for him. Right. That's, By the time we knew big. what a McCaffrey was, it was too late. I think that he will, uh, he's, he's one of those guys where everybody's going to stack the box now. Put eight or nine in the box and just crush him. And they know that Stanford's got a new brand new quarterback coming in. They're going to dare him to throw it. Everybody in the Pac-12 is going to dare Stanford to throw the ball. And once Stanford starts running their crazy six tight end formations like they do, it'll be game over. Because well, d- either-
1: McCaffrey was he was part of his allure. I mean, he was a, a very good rusher, but he was he was below Fournette and Dalvin Cook in that regard. He was returning he turned, the ball and he was catching the ball. yards, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you've also got to keep in mind it's the Pac-12 where they score every two minutes. Yeah, so of course you've know. got great return yards. It's it's like you and I were talking about earlier today. You got to skill the stats at some point. You have to. Plus uh, the rule is
1: at Stanford you have to win a second for the he- finish second for the Heisman. <laughs>
0: That's the rule. Ah, uh, Toby Gerhardt,
1: Toby Gerhardt, and uh, Andrew Luck.
0: Andrew Luck finished
1: second twice. Twice. Um. So, uh, some other guys that could be mentioned here, I suppose, uh, are, are, like I've said, Dalvin Cook was, is, here, I'll just Google it so we don't forget anybody. Um, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, Samaje Pirine, the running back, they got two Heisman contenders. Yeah, I'm,
0: not, I'm not sure if is going to have another, another year like he did last year. Um, Probably not. But uh, I'm just not, I'm not sold on him. Uh, whoever's playing quarterback at Purdue. Nick um, Chubb,
1: Nick Chubb, another obviously one. up there. Purdue
0: Purdue's, Purdue's um, my lovable losers team this year. By the way, I don't know if I've if I've told you that, but I really love Purdue this year. I want to see um,
1: Purdue do great. If teams. if Oregon has a good year, Royce Freeman, he's very. I he, I think he might be the best running back they've had at Oregon since their rise to prominence. Uh, I think he could be pretty good.
0: Again, you're naming running backs. It's it's a quarterback. Uh, Greg year Ward, this
1: year. Greg Ward from Houston. If Houston comes yeah. out and is you know
0: it's takes that same. next
1: step, sure. Like sure. Robert Griffin a couple years back He could be a Robert Griffin this year But I think the really the top It's a top heavy race this year Unless someone just comes out of nowhere Nick Chubb Yeah It depends on how he comes back from injury But I've
0: heard he's doing pretty well I've heard that as well Patrick Season 3, year 2, whatever you want to call it Has kicked off First episode's wrapping up There's one more segment we got to do It's one of my favorites it's time for your it, sound off, my friend. It is
1: your favorite. It's not one of your favorites. It, it is. It is. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. If you're not aware, sound off is where we break free of college football, sometimes even break free of sports altogether, and we just say something that is on our minds, something that uh, we feel very passionate about, either either in a good way or
0: a bad way. I'm very, the floor is yours. I'm very passionate about my entertainment. I, you know, you and I both have kind of stressful jobs. I get home from the gym some nights, I'm tired. I just want to throw something on TV. There's nothing on TV. You know, the Braves are doing horrible this year, so there's no baseball to watch for me. Uh, flip on Netflix, they've been killing it lately. Stranger Things is a great show. Another great show, and since we're sort of... We on, watched every episode yesterday. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, you need to watch it. The other show is called Last Chance U, uh, about uh, East Mississippi Community College. Um, Jaron Reed went there. John Franklin the third quarterback for... Auburn next year um, is featured in this show. Bo Wallace went there. Chad Kelly went there. Um, They call it Last Chance U because it's where a lot of these guys. Jaron Reed went there. Where a lot of these guys go, once they've, you know, failed at a program, couldn't make the grades out of high school to really go to a D1 school, so they go there. Um, And it's this huge pool of talent that comes to this little town in Mississippi that has like a population of 700 people and the show is phenomenal it, it's fantastic so if you get a chance last chance you on netflix it's it's six episodes it takes no time six hours that's it not um, to
1: mention house of cards they've got on there that i believe they make right. and got of they got a lot of, daredevil they got a lot daredevil, of great all shows. the
0: marvel stuff coming out so i, I you know I, netflix has been great lately what's your sound plus long? disney they get every disney movie yeah. in like october yeah right Right, I'm I'm a little Disneyed out. I'm not going to lie to you. It's everywhere get, here. Get out of my house. No, I'm serious. I live I live ten minutes away from it. I'm I'm surrounded by Disney.
1: Get out of my house. I'm sorry. All right, my um mine is <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. You just mentioned your entertainment, and you watch all these TV shows. I sit on um, I sit on my couch and I watch a uh, oh what? Hold on. What nationality is. Isn't he Swedish? He is
0: This is why we need an intern to search. Finish.
1: Stuff. He's finished. Here we go. News. We might need to cut out some of that blank noise and post. But um The hydraulic press channel on YouTube is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the internet. It's just um, that and Harambe jokes are the are the greatest thing. Okay, so the <laughs> Hydraulic Press Channel, it's this, it's this guy from Finland that just has a hydraulic press. And it's, it's a big machine that just is very strong and can crush things with like 2 million metric tons of whatever. He can crush anything he throws on there. So he just every day uploads a new video of him putting things on there, and that's cool enough. But then I mentioned the guy's from Finland. He has this amazing accent and sense of humor about him. He's very funny. Um,
0: very light-hearted
1: and then his and then so he throws these things on there and he just he loves it you just the really the way he reacts to the things is the best part of the episode and then his wife is always in the background laughing you never hear her say anything you always hear her laugh right it's just it's it's i mean they they they're crushing non utopian fluids like it's they're crushing things with dry ice they're crushing textbooks and they explode, it's insane
0: it's fantastic, Europeans doing anything funny is always entertaining to
1: me and it's just, and so he ends and I wrote this on the docket, he ends every episode with, I think that is all for today, thank you for watching and have a nice day everyone, it's just so so well set up, they're all about four minutes long, he's got about a hundred out there now, I've seen almost every one of them (laughs) I mean I swear my I, wife and I, 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 I have watched I think I've seen 3
0: and they're, they're, they're all and great. watched it. But I will only watch them if they if And it's just
1: gained Steam. People yourself. are like like other YouTube channels that are dedicated to like lacrosse yeah. are sending them hey crush our lacrosse things. Yeah. This and this dude's making great money. Like I just get so happy to see that. You're, you're like a lot of people say your, I, it makes me upset pants. to see somebody just do that for a li- I love yeah. that somebody has found that's their living. They, make, they, they eat food because they have a hydraulic press in their basement. Are you good? I wish it was
0: me, but... Are you good? Let's be, that, that's it. That's, that's easily the most passionate you were this entire episode. <laughs> and I love it. We're back. We're back. And I'm so excited. This is exactly back, what bro. I wanted for this episode. This is perfect. This Down is perfect. to this last syllable. We will be back next week. You can check us out on social media. Pat's Interference, P A T, apostrophe S Interference on Facebook. At P I underscore podcast on Twitter. Pat'sinterference.com. Podomatic.com is where you can find the episodes. We will get it back on iTunes at some point. We'll let you and know. And then what I want to
1: get, also get it on, what's the app called that I use? For you Android people. Pocket Casts. Yeah. Great app sure. on Android. I use it. Didn't every even time know I'm that existed, be...
0: but absolutely. We will well, it's totally what the Android people use if
1: they don't have iTunes on their phone. I listen to hours of podcasts on there on my way to go see you Right,
0: everybody thank you so much for listening Uh, we'll talk to you next week we love you to death Uh, we couldn't do this without you, this has always been a big dream of ours and we thank you for your support, your patience while we've been on this unexpected hiatus where we were both so busy but this is a new year and we're ready to go Patrick and I are ready to go, we hope you're ready too everybody have a good one we'll talk to you next week, Roll Tide
1: thank you for watching and have a nice day